Welcome to the Retail Ramble podcast, brought to you by Essential Retail, the independent voice in retail technology. If growing an e-commerce business is your focus, you need a platform that's focused on growth. Meet Clavio, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for online brands of all kinds and sizes. Whether you're starting out or running a well-known brand, you'll get everything you need to send memorable emails and much more. Clavio is trusted by more than 50,000 e-commerce businesses like Living Proof, T-Pigs, Skinny Dip London and Heist. Try Clavio for free at clavio.com forward slash ramble. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash ramble. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Retail Ramble podcast. It's actually a bit of a sad one. It's with a heavy heart that I have to share with you guys that this is our final episode of the Retail Ramble. Due to extraordinary times that we're all living through right now and the resulting impact on the retail industry, we have taken the decision to put essential retail on ice for now. This hiatus is very sad for me personally because it coincides with saying goodbye to such an exciting and resilient industry that I have so enjoyed working with over my five and a half years at Essential Retail. But while it's all rather sad, We weren't going to see the podcast go out on a negative note, not after 160 episodes anyway. So to join me on this final episode, it only seemed fitting that I have the co-founder of The Retail Ramble, Ben Silito, back with me to talk through some of the buzzwords you, our audience, have been sending into us these past few weeks. Ben founded Essential Retail back in 2013, and I joined him to annoy him a little bit (laughs) a couple of years later as deputy editor. And then he moved on to bigger and better things. And I'm trying still not to take that too personally. But if you've been listening to the Retail Ramble since the beginning, you might recognise his dulcet tones from when we used to just simply sit and chat about the week's news. I remember Ben had to pester me to record the Ramble in a kitchen in our offices back in the day. And since then, we've had the likes of John Lewis, Gusto, Fujifilm, Size, Dixon's Carphone and many more join us to chat about the ins and outs of retail technology. Along with the biannual roundup of the worst buzzwords in the industry getting on our goat, which Ben and I usually recorded in a London boozer, that makes this episode even more upsetting as the fact that we have to record it virtually. But I do have a drink. I've got a glass of red wine. It's very autumnal out there, so it's kind of hitting the spot. Um, And yeah, so Ben, welcome to this final episode. Very bittersweet, but nice to see you virtually through the computer camera. How have you been and what are you drinking? Thank you, Caroline. It's very nice to be here. Um, Thank you very much for that introduction as well. Uh, It's been a pleasure working alongside you for the last how many years was it you said four and a half five years well, i've been here for five and a half you've uh, you founded it a little bit longer longer ago than that but yeah we've um, even when you left ben we still carried on working together we couldn't get rid of you uh, exactly no it's been a pleasure and today i'm drinking a budvar actually because it was the only cold lager i could find in the local <laughs> shop 
when I went to collect some supplies at lunchtime. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I, I admire your dedication and uh, considering we couldn't, uh, sadly, down to restrictions, do this in the pub as we usually do. So yeah, as I said, over the last few weeks, we've been asking, um, you know, our audience and our readers out there to submit your worst buzzwords ever for this final Omni Shambles edition of the podcast. This is always my favourite bit, Ben. You know, when we started the buzzword bit at the end of the podcast, uh, it was just a nice way to round it up. But it, it, I think it probably came probably after a couple of beers you and I saying oh god if I see this word in a press release one more time or if I see this term mentioned on this particular event one more time it was just that there's a lot of terms and buzzwords and annoying phrases in this industry so we just thought we'd take a bit of time to poke a bit of fun at them really but um yeah so what have you um what have you been hearing recently in any particular order or uh, (laughs) it, 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 it seems fitting to talk about topical ones right Yes, yes. Timely. And I'm guessing begins with the big C word, COVID words. <laughs> yeah, well, no, there lots of things have been cropping up, haven't they? That are sort of ingraining themselves into the national dictionary, if you like. But some of them, I think, need questioning because um, they get a bit irritating. Uh, and lots of them are finding their way into the into the retail lexicon as well, aren't they? Um, yeah. So one that's cropping up a lot as businesses look to operate and continue continue kind of getting by continue to well surviving really in the, in strange and tricky circumstances is the the shift to the new normal what is the new normal can anyone define it is it just a superfluous phrase that indicates some element of change and a lazy way of describing a period of change or is there an actual true definition i don't know have you got the definition i definitely don't have the definition but i can't actually say the new normal without putting air quotes in the new normal, which is exactly what I'm doing now. And you're the only person who can see me doing it. But I I just can't, I can't say it without saying new normal with little bunny ears by the side of my forehead it's just it's 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 so I think that's a true definition of a buzzword really if you put air quotes in when you're talking about it down at the pub it's just baffling and people keep saying that we need to get used to this new normal and and new and normal kind of it's that 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 they, they fight against each other as words anyway. Um, this one was actually submitted to me as well by one of our uh, by one of our listeners, Mark Webb. And um, this was done over Twitter to which one of his followers responded saying um, that they'd rather have the old normal. Don't we all really? But agreed. What, what about you? Do you think there's um, any form of definition? No, I, well, I guess it, it's kind of a, I don't know, it sort of indicates that we've moved from one defined period of something to another defined period. But the, the truth is that we're, everything's changing every day, isn't it, at the moment? So there's going to be a new normal every day. But now I've just used that phrase in a sentence. So uh, that makes me feel a bit sick. <laughs> I think when, um, when there are yeah, significant shifts in society or the way that businesses have to operate, everyone looks for a, a quick fire phrase to, to, to sum it up. And new normal seems to be the, the thing that's stuck. Mm-hmm. And you see it in press releases in the inbox you sort of you see it, you, some journalists use it in headlines as well but it's I think it's I think maybe the the hatred towards the phrase is the fact that we have to use it because of the current circumstances so maybe it's not the phrase itself that's so annoying but it's True. the fact that we're all having to try and adapt to what is an horrendous set of circumstances right now isn't it just I do think you just hit the nail on the head though it's a case of the new normal is fine to describe something that is going to be continuingly normal 
going forward. But if it's in this flux period, so if someone is using it to describe, oh, this is the new normal of the high street, people queuing outside and wearing masks to go into stores and and the fear almost, then I don't really like it being used like that because I don't believe that stores are going to be full of this. I'm sure there'll be a certain amount of hygiene factor going forward, but we're still figuring out how stores will be looking going forward. But for instance, what we're doing right now I, I, well, I do hope to be drinking an actual glass of wine and a beer with you in a pub uh, sooner, sooner rather than later. Take this whole kind of virtual meeting and videos and things like that. Maybe we won't be jetting across the pond to go to New York just for a business meeting anymore. Maybe the new normal is actually jumping on a video call because beforehand we didn't really take advantage of it as much as we've been forced to now. So maybe that's the kind of difference between the, when the phrase should be used and when the phrase shouldn't. Yeah, definitely, definitely appropriate times for it to be used and um, many inappropriate times for it to be used. <laughs> so, uh, no, yeah, I like your uh, definition of that. The different times it, it can be used and the times that we should just, it, it, if it ever creeps into our language, we need someone to shout us down quite quickly, I think. So basically, we're still in flux and using the term new normal. We have to correct them going, no, we're not normal yet. We need we need to still give it some time and try and fix this mess. On that same wavelength, though, we had um, Catherine Shuttleworth uh, from Savvy. She uh, got in touch with me to say... Her one of her she gave me a couple actually but one of her worst buzz phrases for the moment is the term pivot now where do you sit with pivot ben uh, well i was hoping that you were going to create a huge argument against the word pivot and then i was going to shoot you down because i quite like it but i reckon you quite like it as well i've definitely been guilty of using it in a headline or a terminology or so and um, but i do feel that maybe it's one of those buzzwords i shouldn't be using because quite a few people in the industry clearly don't like it Lots of people have vocally shown their opposition to this very innocent word in the, uh, <laughs> in, the, in the English language. But I think, yeah, lots of companies are using it to describe the way that they've changed their operations or changed their strategy due to coronavirus. Uh, and I think maybe it's just one of those words that's become a little bit overused. Yes. But I think it actually sums up what companies have had to do. And it's sort of it's quite a positive term to describe a change of direction. I, I do quite often think of, I don't know, Torval and Dean uh, on the, an ice skating rink uh, when, when I hear the word pivot. Or uh, I, I think uh, that says a little bit of difference with, uh, from me and you, Ben, because I just can't see anyone apart from Ross from Friends just shouting up the stairs, pivot, with the, with the, um, with the sofa. So Torval and Dean and Friends, sure, that's fine. Maybe that shows a difference in how ages <laughs> <laughs> so, somewhat. But um, no, uh, pivot was a word that was... Um, sent to me as well on, on social um, Scottish local retail magazine um, I don't know who runs that account I assume their editor put that word forward as something that's become a positive spin catch-all phrase for any form of enforced diversification and just I think it was just a bit bored of of the word um, and also said it reminded him or her of the government advert that went out a little while ago about the ballerina that had to give up her dreams to go and work in cyber that caused somewhat some sort of controversy across the country um i don't know if you saw yeah. did you did you see yeah, that? that wasn't a great move really was it no so that yeah i think yeah the association with uh, with that perhaps poorly timed and poorly communicated advert is another reason for pivot being an, on the omni shambles list at the moment that government poster aside bringing it back to retail a bit it does seem 
I wonder whether it's that's the difference between pivot and the new normal for you and I is that we see pivot as a positive thing because retailers are doing really interesting things and they're adapting their business models and pivoting towards their consumer, whereas new normal is more like, oh, we don't like this new normal. We've got to get used to it. But the thing is, is that are the retailers themselves happy about pivoting surely it's costing them more money it's it's stressing them out internally there's there's things to be done there's more uncertainty there's new business models that may pay off pay off or may not pay off so maybe from the retailer's perspective it's still not the most positive of words um perhaps um i have heard a few retailers speak recently and i've spoken to a few myself that um uh, uh, they're obviously digitally minded um, folk within the retail organization and they're absolutely global pandemic aside and the negatives that come with that. They're, they're absolutely delighted with the growth in e-commerce that has occurred as a, as a result of recent events and are kind of talking about how they've been banging the drum for doing this, that and the other, doing this digital initiative, rolling out this uh, team structure or you know, getting um, digital a better place at, at the top table um, they've been banging on on that drum for quite some time and now it's actually happened so these kind of individuals I think are very happy with the pivot that's occurred within their organizations because it means that their job role is is more important to the overall organization and they're, they're sort of riding that momentum that the sort of tragic circumstances have created. I, yeah, it definitely depends on the business as well and that culture and whether you were willing to jump and pivot or whether you wanted to wait things out. Um, you know, that ASOS were blinking delighted that they pivoted away from party dresses and towards athleisure at the beginning of the crisis. So, yeah, I think it definitely depends on the mind of the business and the guys at the top. Any more COVID buzzwords on your list, Ben? Yeah. <laughs> um... It, one, one is not necessarily specific to retail and retail technology, but I've seen it used in those circumstances and in, in, in that environment is the term COVID secure. So we have created a COVID secure environment. So it might be a pub or a hospitality site that is trying to encourage people in because you know they're, they're COVID secure or I have seen it, I think. Um, I won't name names, actually. I can't remember them off the top of my head anyway, but technology providers that are helping retailers become COVID secure. And I'm kind of thinking that if these pubs, restaurants and technology companies have created something that's COVID secure, then I think they should be uh, supplying the government with some sort of vaccine because maybe they've got the answer to uh, to this this hell that we're going through at the moment. Um, basically, COVID secure. No one's Surely no one's COVID secure. No, <laughs> you're only COVID no. secure if you're, I don't know, lock yourself in a box on your own and don't move. <laughs> but it's genuinely the only way you can be covid secure yes um but so so that's got on my goat a little bit because i don't think along the same lines as uh you know i am a sustainable retail business no one's sustainable we're no our our very existence on this planet means that you know we're we're uh we're we're leaving a carbon footprint of some kind so have we um, been catching up with a little david attenborough recently ben on netflix uh, sorry just uh, these you know these uh, podcasts um, once i'm on a platform i I can't stop so yeah it's along those lines it's it's a it's a term that you kind of know what it means and you get it but if you dig deeper into it you realize it's a load of waffle and isn't Mm. actually doesn't actually make sense no, hundred percent agree with you. Just also, the, just the term COVID secure. It's like, what are we securing? Like, I'm, I'm imagining like 
the 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 virus again showing my age a little bit but monsters inc when the when the when the sock comes off the the monster and then they come in and they have to like secure secure the room and i'm imagining the same with a speck of viruses on a table and we're going to secure it and everyone comes rushing in and there's like yeah it doesn't it doesn't feel i know what they're trying to do with that term but actually it just reminds me about covid again which again is something i don't really want to be thinking about if i'm going out to the pub and you want to go and actually enjoy having a drink or something like that it's a tricky balance so I get it but no it's not a great phrase also I'm fully aware that the hospitality industry has been absolutely battered by the recent events and I would I appreciate that they're just you know trying to get footfall and encourage customers back and do all that and they've worked so hard oh god definitely that there is some element of safety when going to bars and restaurants but I wouldn't call it COVID secure it's just a it's just a wrong one, isn't it? No, the entire um, the entire high street is working very hard together to keep um, everyone who's allowed out of their homes at the moment um, to enjoy all those bits and pieces uh, very safe. Are we drawing a line underneath the coronavirus buzzwords now, or do you want to sneak another one in while you're on your soapbox? Um, I, no, I think they're the ones that popped up to begin with. So um, cool. they're, yeah, they're, <laughs> they're, the, they're the ones that irritate me. But now I've spoken about them, I'll, I can I can get on with my life. Well, no, I'm with you. Like, uh, just COVID in general, you know, it's and furlough and all those terms. You, you know, when you think about this time last year, we n- hardly anyone in the population knew what the term furlough was. It was a word that existed. COVID kind of wasn't almost in the beyond health scenarios but it's just bonkers to hear all these extra things that we've had to learn and adjust to and um yeah good good on everyone who's just doing a great job of carrying on whether you're a consumer or a business out there just um yeah good on everyone out there so let's move on to some more of our traditional buzzwords that we're used to chatting chatting about let's step away from covid for a bit so i have had a few sent through to me so one which I think has definitely come up on our podcast before, which was sent in to me by um, Trevor Sumner, is fidgetal. He <laughs> says that he loves the concept, but he hates the word. And yes, it just does not roll off the tongue, does it, Ben? No, it doesn't. I think we've discussed this in detail before, haven't we? I'll use the same analogy. It sounds like something that you need to take a tablet for, doesn't it? It sounds like, you know, I've come out in the case of fidgetal. It sounds like you need something you need to go to your doctor with um, and say, have you got any cream for this? Which I'm, I'm, guessing, I'm guessing a lot of retailers <laughs> wish they could do to solve their <laughs> their issues in this area. Let's break it down. So it's physical and digital, I'm presuming, are the two parts of this word? Yeah, it's just I think retailers and technology companies and consultants are using it as a phrase to describe what retailers, how retailers need to shape their businesses in the 21st century. So go on, use digital in a sentence for me. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to because I don't agree with it. Um, no, uh, so uh, it might be something that's put you know, put forward in a board meeting. What's our digital strategy? And someone says, "Well, what Ooh, does that?" I've actually cringed. <laughs> and someone says, "Well, what, what does that mean?" It's like, well, we need to be um, offering the same uh, consistent customer service, uh, no matter what channel, what uh, however the customer reaches us. Uh, and we need in in all of our physical locations. We need to be thinking about uh, what is the digital touch point here. How is this linked to what the customer will find when we when they shop with us online? And then in every online interaction that you're offering a customer, it's thinking about where is the 
you know, where where are the stores located? What can you get in store that you can't get on this online page right now? Stop, 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 stop. My God, if it takes 250 words to, to uh, as a board CEO potentially to describe what one word means, I think that's the definition of a buzz, buzzword. Well, I suppose that's why they use the buzzword, isn't it? So hopefully if people <laughs> knew what that means, that in the fidgetal, they'll just, yeah. Wouldn't need but, to. Yeah. It's a load of nonsense. Someone needs to find a cure for, for their... Yeah, I think I should. We should. We should probably move on before. Um, <laughs> before. Before. Before you get a bit hot and bothered. Um. So Catherine Shuttleworth also th- gave me narrative. So her theory was that it's often used. I can use this in a much shorter sentence than Ben just did with fidgetal. Is that we need to change the narrative? Is often where it's used in like a store format way or something like that. But as she says, what does it actually mean? I presume it's from a design perspective. I feel like this is something that comes from that pers- that side, or maybe a digital online journey. I, 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 it's a bit airy fairy, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's just a, it's a marketing term, isn't it? Um, what is yeah? What is the narrative of your brand, or what's the narrative of your? What stories are you trying to tell in your when when the customer comes to sh- shop with you? What 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 stories is your brand trying to tell a customer? Mm-hmm. I'm not a marketer, so I don't know. No, but I'm just thinking maybe it's become more widespread in the terms of retail as more brands have hit the high street. So as more brands are opening up their own stores and, you know, direct going direct to consumer, maybe that's why it has suddenly kind of exploded in recent years. Yeah, well, yeah, what's what's your narrative then? Yeah, what's, um, yeah, may, yeah, maybe, maybe the whole direct to consumer movement is fueling new words into the retail sphere. I don't know, mate, we need Matthew Valentine from... Uh, uh, <laughs> our former, co- design our former side. colleague yeah. and design expert to talk about this. I'm sure it's one that gets him annoyed. No, I'm definitely. Have you got any others on your list? I didn't know. One thing that keeps cropping up from time and time again is um, the term of reinventing retail. I understand what that means. It's uh, retail needs to move quickly to adapt to new consumer behaviors and, and what have you. But a lot of technology companies are, are, are just sort of, well, they, they're prescribing tools and, and systems that, that can help reinvent retail. And I just think it's a bit too dramatic, really. Um, <laughs> retail is, is continually changing. The reinventing retail phrase just bugs me somewhat. I guess the phrase makes sense for purely from alliteration purposes. It rolls off the tongue. It sounds good. The two R's reinventing retail, but actually, isn't it more along the lines of reinventing customer experience or that side of thing? Because retail, at the end of the day, is a case of we sell things that customers want to customers for a price. You can't reinvent literally the wheel, can we? At this point, this side of things. No, that's true. If I'm just breaking it down really small here, maybe I've just heard it too much. Maybe it's just popped up in my my inbox as a as a potential story lead too many times and I'm, i feel I'm like it's a title it's, of a, it's a bit, seminar it's, it's a bit yeah it's a bit bit, bit I mean, i've probably used it before as well and I, if anyone was to look back and comb through my my previous work they're probably like well you've used this term you've used this phrase i'm pretty sure i wouldn't have let that go through the sub desk on, on essential retail if you'd submitted one of those features ben <laughs> just another one of those terms that keeps getting banded about but they have been knocked on the head just niggles kind of like niggles that one's not as offensive <laughs> say as the new normal or fidgetal but it just kind of niggles in the background which sometimes makes it even worse because fidgetal so terrible that people might actually stop using it but 
reinventing retail might actually catch on. And no, I'm not on board with that. No, uh, let's um, stick a pin in it now. So I'm going to give you Catherine's last one, which I thought was quite interesting because I hadn't actually come across it very much before. So she um, talked to me about conflation. So she didn't like the term conflation or to conflate. So she said that she'd seen it in an article about Asda saying there had been a conflation between Walmart and EG Group. And it was really annoying her. And I wondered whether you come across this or is this another one that's coming up on the horizon? I haven't, I don't know much about that one. Um, oh, no, I don't, I don't know. I could only speculate, I think. Um, conflate, a conflation between what the new the new owners of Asda and and Walmart. I don't know. I don't know. They just, they just acquired it, didn't they? <laughs> they they, yeah, just, exactly. they just acquired Asda from Walmart. So I don't know what the conflation is. Um, I don't know. Should, do you want me to continue looking up while we, while we continue the podcast? Yeah. yeah. Have a nosy. I, 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 <laughs> I think we need actually like a dictionary definition of conflation and we might come, might come back to it in a bit. Sorry, we can't be of more. <laughs> on the, on the Omnichamp, there should be a, this should be a Christmas book available to buy the, uh, the annual Omni shambles retail terms. I'm sure it'd fly off the shelves. Well, we, we were very close to actually getting the Omni Shambles dictionary live on Essential Retail before we had our um, our sad news. So uh, yeah, maybe maybe ah. <laughs> maybe one day we'll write a book, Ben. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got a couple more, like another one, which is just a really. I can't swear on the podcast, but a really crappy term is going forwards. It's so true. I know this is just a generic business term or it's quite an Americanization, <laughs> isn't it? It's used in emails, but yeah, going forwards, going like, can you even pluralize that? I don't know. It hurts my head. I don't like it. Yeah. Well, this, yes. I mean, that's, yeah, that goes beyond, beyond, um, just retail doesn't it that is that's just oh that's just that's just general general work chat and uh you know communication yeah general just trying to fill an email with um a few paragraphs when one line would do you just put you put terms like that in don't you or well or certain certain people do i'm quite i'm quite punchy in my emails these days i just realize you're quite yeah you just use vegetables Yeah, um, yeah, go, yeah, go, yeah, going forward. So that's, yeah, it's not specific to retail, is it? But it's, yeah, it's irritating. I try and avoid it because it's superfluous. You just say, it's, yeah, it just, you don't need to use it. It's, it's not no, necessary. Definitely, we're all going forwards forevermore. So just, yeah, in the future, we will do this because, yeah, ah, oh, yeah, it annoys yeah. me. Annoys me. Annoys I've got, annoys I've got a definition for conflation. Go on. Yeah, oh, you do? I've what got an English find? language degree, but I didn't know this word. So it's, it's actually, it's not an invented word. It's just made me look like I don't know the, the subject that I studied all those years ago. Um, it, it means, <laughs> according to the Oxford uh, Languages um, Dictionary, the merging of two or more sets of information, texts, ideas into one. So... Ah, uh, so this makes sense in the example that Catherine gave us. Yeah, but... it just, well, yeah, it just um, it, it's uh, yeah. I guess I guess that means that it is merging the expertise that they are acquiring by purchasing as the from Walmart with their own mm-hmm. expertise in running retail and running businesses for, for for several years. So I reckon the great with this one is the use of it in a sentence and whether it's being actually used correctly. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. And and whether like, oh, we need to talk about the the the, the conflation. I I can just see it being used almost kind of like as a 
as a in the in the wrong purpose or to conflate ideas we should conflate as in a positive or something like that maybe maybe that's where the great's going to come come along in the future or as we go forward yeah yeah maybe that's one one we're going to hear more about in the future who knows I'm pretty dried up at the moment. Have you got many, many more? Um, there's this is this is something that's cropped. I had I've had conversations with tech people recently, and kind of stumbled across this as um, a I don't know a potential retail stroke e-commerce problem. Um, the overuse of lethal terminal language in IT and online retail. Do any jump off the top of your head when I say that? Lethal terminal oh, okay. language. Okay, well, let me, let me start. Um, so, it, so before you had laptops, before you had iPhones, before you even mm-hmm. had, before you had all the array of technology that we have now, there was uh, the blue mm-hmm. screen of death that still exists. It, it's just when your computer breaks and you just get the blue okay. screen of death. And it happened with, you know, desktop pcs the, the initial pcs suddenly your computer would break and it would be and it's termed the blue screen of death sometimes it would there'd be no explanation um it, ben you're talking to me like i lived in a world where there's only ever been smartphones i i i i'm a li- you, i am a millennial I, have I, you yes i have a witness the blue screen yeah okay so that, that's one even. example day before dissertation day and it's absolutely terrifying yes indeed indeed it happens at the most inopportune times that is part of a trend and it is creeping into retail that i've noticed um so yeah you have end of life technology that retailers need to get rid of yeah it just just sounds so uh, well it, the death terminology is something that jars a bit little um and if you're i don't know, yeah if you're going to close down a program you terminate the the program don't you and that just it sounds it sounds pretty serious if you're if you click on a uh, a link and it it goes through to a page that is no longer there it's a dead link everything's so everything <laughs> um everything's so uh, everything's so final um but it kind of leads me on to something that is quite uh, contemporary and another slightly irritating buzz phrase that I think fits neatly into this whole conversation, and that is the the rise of headless commerce. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. <laughs> so I did and do some yeah, research right. before going coming on to this podcast. <laughs> this isn't this isn't all off the top of my head. Would you believe? And to be honest, headless commerce itself again is like even without the death associations is still like a bit of a buzzword right yeah well i think so i it's it's, it's basically a term to uh well how can you describe this succinctly it's it's kind of, it's it's like modern way of running e-commerce um so it's kind of signifying the departure from monolithic systems to e-commerce platforms that are have a modern architecture and you know uh yeah i'll use use apis to put content in the right places and in multiple different places as opposed to just sort of sticking to one staid template um so the the idea behind it's great the term headless commerce is quite scary and conjures up <laughs> conjures up images more associated with i don't know halloween or uh, horror movies <laughs> so true so true and um, to, to be honest on that note i think that's probably a good place for us to start to wrap up ben i've um, never thought of our buzzwords being linked to a uh, death and gore and yeah and and scary films but you are totally right and uh, this it world maybe maybe we'll get a bunch of people uh, come back come to us on social media and saying i'm an idiot for not spotting it in the it world but yeah it's so such a strange um strange way of talking about 
technology. Um, we have to uh, wrap up somewhere, even though I know um, our drinks could go on at least until the 10pm curfew if we were actually out in the pub. Um, but I think it would be good good opportunity for us to maybe share the one buzzword that has been irritating us from the very beginning and the one buzzword that out of all of these that we wish that we could just throw in the bin and I, I'll I'll start and even though it's my own um, definitions to this um, I still don't want to throw it away just because it's kind of part of of the dictionary I just talked about but clearly the term omni-channel is the one that I get told about so much. Everyone is saying that it's the one buzzword that drives them bonkers. I obviously have this association with the term omni-shambles, but it's a different word, so it's completely fine to like that. But it's we're going back to the times of fidgetal. Fidgetal is just another word for omni-channel, right? It's just thinking across your different platforms and connecting your... Pla- but I think the thing with omni-channel that annoyed me was that when I started working in this industry, it was all about multi-channel. And then shortly after that, we started talking about omni-channel. But there's no difference between multi-channel and omni-channel, really. It's still... There, there are many channels, and then there are many endless channels, and an omnipresent channel, and we just need to make sure they're all connected. And I think the th- reason why this buzzword annoys me so much is because it's been haunting us for such a long time. Yet the retailers that I'm speaking to are saying we're still nowhere near in a situation where we do have an omnichannel solution that connects all those various channels. So few retailers out there do have it, and yeah, that's a, a pretty pretty sad to hear. Yeah. What's your thoughts on that, Ben? Oh, we've made a 130 episode uh, ramble series based on the term. Right? 160. So yeah, no, yeah. I think it's yeah, it's one of those words that continues to annoy um, and continue to sort of lack official meaning. Um, but at the same time, it is now one of those words that everyone seems to know what you mean when you say it. Even people that aren't in the retail industry or um, or the technology industry. Um, so, I don't know. It's sh- you talk to people that aren't in the retail industry? <laughs> Man, jeez. <laughs> you know people out of the uh, bubble? <laughs> uh, yeah, every now and then. Every now and then I get out. Um, no, um, yeah, uh, yeah, which I guess is to its credit. It's got long, It's had longevity. Fair. But yeah, it's yeah, it's an it's a it's an annoying term. But I suppose what else would you what else would you use? Everyone would just use maybe yeah, ten ten words like I did with fidgetal. Um, everyone everyone would ten two hundred fifty. Everyone would use ten words to describe <laughs> what they mean. Um, so it's just one of those really annoying words that sounds horrible, doesn't really have an exact meaning, but somehow everyone really knows what it means, and it's made its way into the lexicon. Um, and it's here to stay, I think. But especially if it, I don't think we're getting rid of that one. It, well, yeah, if it's um, yeah, it's kind of that eternal target that everyone's aiming for that maybe no one is really going to get to. So it will it will exist in eternity. <laughs> so true. What's your one buzzword, Ben? What's the one that you the the one buzzword that rules the whole? Uh, less of a buzzword, more of a phrase, and it's um, the the continual repetition of the death of the high street. Um, for many reasons I don't like it um, probably too many to go into uh, on a on a short suppose, supposedly short podcast the death yeah the death of the high street is used as a kind of catchphrase all term for the sort of short the the squeezing of the retail industry the uh, the, the the reduction in jobs the reduction in sh- in shops um, and 
it's kind of put forward as you know physical shops will disappear entirely um and as as you've alluded to and as i think we all know this that's the world would be a very sad place if there weren't physical shops to visit um and it's not going to happen and there are many new brands opening shops and it's just that you know don't maybe don't need as many shops as we needed in the past i think we've made that clear on seven years worth of retail essential retail stories but it's also the fact that it's not all shops exist on a high street so everyone that uses the term doesn't necessarily use it correctly so i don't know company like maplin which had loads of stores on retail parks and not maybe a huge number in on the typical high street as soon as that went bust it was another example of the death of the high street but you know it wasn't necessary in that many high streets um and then when a retailer like B&M Bargains or whatever is doing well, people say, oh, it's a sign that the high street's doing okay. Well, B&M Bargains doesn't have many shops on the high street. They're all in retail parks as well. So it's just the misuse of the term. And it's the kind of assumption that everything is dying in retail <laughs> when, when, it, when it's not, as, we've, uh, as we have covered in extensive detail. And we continue to do so. There's so much excitement in this industry so many so many growth stories and uh lots of yeah lots of positive things that are going on in this industry and the the death of the high street almost just kind of uh cast an unnecessary huge shadow over it and it's 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 not accurate (laughs) oh ben that's made me sadder than anything else but you're so right it's it's one of the reasons i've loved writing about this industry um you i couldn't have put it any better than yourself really but apart from the fact that maybe just adding to to that the fact that you know retail is changing high streets are changing my friend up in hertfordshire she um had trouble with her internet and her and her husband working from home and they had to go to this brand new co-working space that had opened she thought it was just a little cafe went inside she said oh my goodness I could be in in um, Shoreditch you know and this that's part of the high street now co-working spaces new types of retail space pop-ups um little markets that have popped up near us as well there seems to be a move towards that and and more local I I definitely think there will be some change um but yeah the high street isn't going anywhere anytime soon well I've got everything crossed about that anyway well on that note, it's probably probably best that we uh, wrap this up before um, before I start shedding a tear. So um, while this is a goodbye for now from Essential Retail, it's certainly not a goodbye from Ben and myself. We'll still be in the world of B2B and retail tech. So hopefully sometime soon, you'll see us tapping furiously at our laptops at the back of a keynote conference hall or at a retail technology store launch or a propping up a bar at some social drinks somewhere or other. Um, that's obviously when this episode of Black Mirror comes to an end but do please come and say hello and keep in touch with us digitally until then you know connect with us on linkedin follow us on twitter you can reach me on cl underscore baldwin and ben uh, I'm on Twitter at, at bcillato. So I just wanted to say a quick thank you firstly to Luke, who has been our podcast editor, who has listened to my voice uh, week in, week out for so many years. Um, Luke, you're uh, like, I, I apologise. That's all I can say. <laughs> um, but thank you so much. And uh, thank you to the comms people who have connected us with such interesting spokespeople and often rented us soundproof studios when our budgets couldn't quite stretch. And thank you to our guests, obviously, for, our, for your time wisdom and of course to our listeners so until we see or speak to you again take care and stay safe everyone say goodbye ben cheerio (laughs) bye everyone
growing an e-commerce business is your focus, you need a platform that's focused on growth. Meet Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for online brands of all kinds and sizes. Whether you're starting out or running a well-known brand, you'll get everything you need to send memorable emails and much more. Klaviyo is trusted by more than 50,000 e-commerce businesses like Living Proof, T-Pigs, Skinny Dip London and Heist. Try Klaviyo for free at klaviyo.com forward slash ramble. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash ramble.